My name is Sean Thomas, and I'm the author of Be More Today, a 40-day guide to a better version of you. As doctor of physical therapy, I've seen thousands of people do great things. They came to me with ailments, physical ailments, pain, issues, and they got through them, all because they decided in their mind they were going to do it. So I wrote a book about it. Your thoughts can make you great, or they can make you crumble. Those thoughts actually control everything in your life. I have three things I want you to do. Starts. Things I want you to start doing in your life that you said you wanted to do at some point in time. You said them. Stops. Things I want you to stop doing in your life, which I know you also want to stop. And three goals for your lives. And I take you through a 40-day guide to make sure you take those thoughts for those three things into reality. Now, I put some workouts in there too. Workouts to keep you always on the move because you got to keep moving. you got to stay focused. So, 40 days. Thoughts, workouts, you. And all I want you to do is trust the process and just be persistent. Visit BeMoreTodayBook.com. That's right, BeMoreTodayBook.com. And I guarantee you, if you just trust the process and be persistent, you too can be the best version of you. So October is National Physical Therapy Month, and what we as physical therapists want to make sure, especially at JAG1 Physical Therapy, is everybody understands that physical therapists aren't just for when you get hurt. They can help you biomechanically. If the muscle is imbalanced and there's a biomechanical deviation, you're setting yourself up for pain. Please come and visit your physical therapist. Say hello to your community therapist at JAG1 PT, and ultimately understand that we are here to help you prevent injury as well. Get back to the life you love at JAG1 Physical Therapy, the most awarded physical therapy provider in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. What's going on, folks? Your boy again, Dr. Sean Thomas here, back in the building. Be more today's show. We're still in the month of October for PT Appreciation Month, and I'm so happy to be with you for our last guest for this month. But before I go into that, Be More Today is the movement. As you already know, we are trending and growing 63 countries, over 28,000 downloads. And it's thanks to you, your love, support, your following, uh, your passion for being more in your own regard. So as always, if you are interested in being more on your own, my book is on Amazon and on Be More Today page, bemoretoday.com for my book. Our more merch store is open continuously with our sweatshirts and all kinds of other gear. So go up there and rep the movement. It does not go unnoticed. And of course, for our workouts and whatever else, BeMoreToday.com is on YouTube as well. So check out BeMoreToday on YouTube for some running workouts and your regular 60-minute workouts. If you just want to keep moving at home, it does not go unnoticed. My quote for today is simple as always. Live your life as an exclamation rather than an explanation. Live your life as an exclamation rather than an explanation. A lot of times we, as we get older, um, as we get more settled in our waves, you know, we start to talk about what we used to do, how we used to be, uh, things we used to do or wanted to do back in the day. And we sometimes over-explain, right? Oh, I used to do this and I'm not doing it now because, and then the story just goes on and on and on. But I've been inspired uh, as I continue to see patients progress to do other things and as I've seen so many of my friends and family and just people in the world just go up there and, and just do amazing things that people said they couldn't do. Live your life as an exclamation, right? Be active, be proactive, do the things that you say you want to do and just get them done. 
let's just stop talking about what we want to do, should have done, would have done, could have done, and just live that life. Because when you do that thing, we live, right? And then you're inspiring other people around you to also live and to move and to breathe and to recognize that life is a gift and that this thing about movement is a real thing. I mean, the whole thing about being a PT, as you've seen for the last four guests on the show, they've all showed you that they appreciate movement, each of them in their own regards, right? Moving for themselves and for others to move as well. And as we continue this PT Appreciation Month, the guest on the show today is someone who continues to help people move in his own regard, but also in their homes, which is one of the most challenging things that I think to do because anyone can go to a gym, you can go to a clinic and move the people around you. But when it's really just you at, at home on your own in an environment that's supposed to be so comfortable, it's sometimes hard to get the motivation and the strength, the courage, the drive, the will to go out there and say, you know what, let's make this space what it needs to be so we can be better, so we can make our life's estimation as well. And my guest on the show today for our final PT for this month is Michael Kleinberg. Now, Michael Kleinberg graduated from the University of Delaware in 2003, with a Master's of Science in Exercise Physiology and with a minor in Biology. Now, while at Delaware, he was involved with intramural sports such as soccer, baseball, bowling, and tennis. Upon graduating from U of D, Michael earned his master's and doctoral degree from SUNY Downstate Health Science Center in Brooklyn, New York. You already know, alma mater, downstate all day. He then went on to become a clinical and regional director who has been an integral part of the JAG-1 team for over 20 years. He provides innovative treatments for a wide range of physical therapy conditions with a focus on orthopedic and sports-related injuries. Over the past two years, he began to develop and lead our at-home physical therapy program, which continues to grow throughout the company in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. He holds certifications as a level one TPI specialist, certified kinesio tape practitioner, and is an active member of the orthopedic section of the APTA. Outside of his work life, Michael loves traveling with his wife and two boys. And Michael also loves watching his local sports teams, the Mets, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Knicks. His other interests include playing golf and being a member of his CrossFit gym. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pets included, please welcome to the stage our final guest for PT Appreciation Month, Dr. Michael Kleinberg. Mike, what is going on? Tom, Sean, what's going on, my man? Uh, I almost got flustered there for a second, uh, <laughs> but it's been a while. You know, uh, we've been we've been rolling through this company for a bit, and you know, uh, we haven't really had many face to face conversations. But I I thank you for uh, for having me, and to uh, to speak, you know, in regards to you know our field, you know how we how we help individuals on an everyday basis. You know, we we've worked together you know, probably just as long as you'd say, maybe how long you've been doing this for as well. Uh, maybe uh, 10 years, 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, from Brooklyn, Staten Island and, and, you know, we, we've definitely, um, you know, I appreciate what you've been doing. I see all your, uh, your podcasts and uh, it's amazing how you inspire individuals to, you know, pick, you know, reach their goals, reach their expectations on uh on their everyday life just to get back to 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 really understanding what it's like to to be positive and and have good vibes to 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 move on and enjoy life 
So I thank you for having me. Um, I'm glad to talk about, uh, you know, home care and, and the physical therapy world. And, uh, you know, also my, my interest in keeping active myself as we obviously get, uh, I don't like to say age or get older, but as we progress in life, uh, it's always, it's always good to say that. I never say to my patients, you're getting older. Age is never a factor. It's just how well we perceive how we can, you know, handle life on an everyday basis while stay while staying active and, and keeping keeping ourselves involved in in a, in a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. So, yep, yep, you so. said it around the head. I mean, that that's what it's all about. And I appreciate you as well. You know, you and I, we worked together, but not really, right? You were, we were in different offices the whole time, but we had some of the people that we connected with for Rich and Geo and Mike and whoever else, and you know, Anthony in the center back in the day, and all these people helped to really mold us as we continue to grow from the one-on-one to Jaguar family. But I, I've been watching you, you know, Mike, and, and I didn't realize you went to downstate. That to me actually was uh, uh, a sense nugget. because they recognize <laughs> that, you know, downstate, we have some cool people come out of downstate. And yeah. um, it just brought me a little closer to our power pathways and how they've been crossing. And, you know, I appreciate you from all you've been doing, um, especially now with doing so much for the home care contingent. It's really just great to see your growth. And to see that, you know, you are one of the pillars of this company for 20 years. I mean, I've been practicing for 11 years, but 20 years is, I mean, that, that's real numbers. You're putting in real numbers now, Mike. So congratulations to you. And, um, you know, we have very similar sports teams as well. I'm with you. I'm almost with you all the way, except for the Mets. That's where we kind of <laughs> drifted off a little bit, but... I'm a Yankee fan. Besides that, we're pretty it's much okay, fun. man. It's okay. Listen, we we have to we have to understand. I'm not I'm not a I hate I don't hate towards any professional team. My son, my son, all day every day is is trying to watch Aaron Judge hit 61, 62. So like he's I'm telling him watch the Mets and he wants to watch the Yankees. I have no problem with it. So it's yeah, <laughs> listen. Cool. I'm not I'm not pushing him in any direction. I won't push anyone in any direction. So if he wants to watch the Yankees, that's no. I have no problem with it. Yeah. I don't hate on. Any sports teams, you know, I'm just enjoy a good, a good team and my home team. And, and that's all that matters. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. Listen, I mean, a lot of stuff to talk about. I want to first just talk about you and this profession, because it seems like from your, your background, you pretty much knew you wanted to be in this profession from day one. Is that true or not? And if not, when did you know that you wanted to be in this profession? So I'm going to, I'll take it back to when I was a kid, you know, I obviously my whole life revolved around sports. You know, I, I grew up in a sports household. Uh, my grandfather uh, was a diehard baseball Brooklyn Dodger fan, you know, after school, I'd be going over watching baseball games with him. And he would tell me everything about, you know, the history, you know, uh, of, of the game. And, you know, as I was a child, I, I literally, you know, I picked up everything. It, it, it wasn't like, um, you know, stick to one sport and try to, and try to build on that to excel, you know, picked up a base. I threw, I picked up a football, a soccer ball. And it, it just, it just grew on me. You know, it grew on me that I was so active. I wasn't sure where I was going, but I was so active. I wanted to just be a part of competition, you know, and be competitive and, I picked up on everything and it made me stronger. It made me, you know, understand the ability to have teamwork. And, um, and, you know, as I was growing up, you know, obviously with uh, family, you know, you see injuries uh, all around. And of course your goal is to get back to, you know, 
your prior level, you know, any knee injury or hip injury, or even a small little finger or foot injury. It, it is important that you're, you're gaining your maximum function to be the best you can. So rehab was important. And I saw with my father, you know, he had knee, knee surgeries after playing ball. Um, and, you know, you know, to the fact that he was able to get back to the point, but I also knew that as he was progressing in life, uh, you know, he was able to do those things. And I kind of saw in his footsteps that I can, you know, I was active and I was gaining more exposure to, you know, adolescence and high school and college teams and sports. But I also had a, I also had a, you know, a, a passion for medicine and, and, and movement, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to be more on an orthopedic side of things of like as an MD or a surgeon. So I kind of stuck in the middle, you know, at first, you know, in your, my uh, high school years, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to, to take the extra steps in the studies of going through medical school and, and putting all that pressure on. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I went to Delaware, um, you know, I um, obviously had undergraduates in, uh, you know, the health field, the healthcare and, uh, and biology, and they had a physical therapy program there. And, um, you know, I volunteered there. Uh, while I was in school, loved it, had all the athletes come in. Um, it was something that I saw myself, you know, doing in the future. You know, I don't think I needed to um, be happy if I was to get through another, you know, eight, 12 years of school and internships and, and clinical, uh, you know, medical rotations. And I found that happy medium with physical therapy in order to be active, help people, um, and, um, you know, kind of like live through the life that I did growing up or seeing through my family. And, um, you know, I stuck with it. I love it. You know, um, I'm here 20 years as obviously going back to the, the, the legacy days is I worked as a volunteer in the company when I was probably 18 years old, uh, while working a second job. So I came here, you know, working in the physical therapy clinic back in Georgetown, my, my the home where I was, where you are now <laughs> with all, with all the, you know, with rich. And, um, you know, I saw myself, I was like, I can, I could get into this, you know, and I grew within the company from there as a volunteer, as an aide. Um, you know, I came back in the summer for school and I worked, I worked in the summertime in the physical therapy clinic, no matter where they put me. And, um, you know, to this day forward, you know, like I thank every moment I had as a, as a high schooler, you know, you know, coming in as a volunteer and, and understanding the growth path of this company and understanding what it's like to be a physical therapist. And I am here, you know, as a clinical director now and moving to home care and, and, you know, it, it's, and I love it. I love what I do. And, and you, you see it, you know, you love what you do. You can see all the, you know, the hard work and individuals that we have of how important it is to be a physical therapist. And I, you know, I won't give it up for the world. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I appreciate your story and it's always great seeing the full circle and, you know, the, the drive that it takes going to volunteer to being, you know, a clinician and then a director and then a regional and now running this home care contingent of our program. I mean, 20 years of experience at this one company is amazing. And, you know, I'm curious, I know you've learned a, a number of things from your patients, but also another thing about yourself. What's the biggest lesson you think you've learned about yourself 
in those 20 years and the biggest lesson you think you've learned about our patients and how they kind of deal with um, the the process of getting better and going through this this rigorous journey of physical therapy. You know, it's it's tough at first because when you come out of school, it's very hard to to you know have that individualized care with the amount of patients that you see on a daily basis. So, you know, what you need to learn about yourself, what I learned about myself is I have to learn how to, what I coped initially is coping with everyone's personalities, everyone's strengths and weaknesses and, and how to overcome or how to educate people properly on various types of injuries in the field. You know, uh, each person needs a different approach. So, you know, I'm forced to, you know, think a little bit outside the box, you know, it's not cook. It's not a cookie cutter job. You know, it's, 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 it's a very, you know, it's not book smart. It's, it's street smart too. You know, and you have to learn that it's not just about educating yourself through school. You have to understand and, and listen to people and be able to understand their feelings, their emotions. And it's something I've learned over time that it's, it's, it's about patience. You know, it's, you really, you're, you're young and vibrant and, you know, you're a go-getter. You want to be moving fast. And sometimes people just need that little slow down pace where they get to understand, you know, what is really going on? You know, how are you going to heal them? How are you, what are you going to do to help them out? And I've learned that about myself and, and I'm learning to adapt to everybody, you know, I've learned over the years and, and I can have a conversation with anyone now, you know, it's, you know, no matter who you're talking to. And, and at first, you know, being a New Yorker, it's a very, uh, fast paced environment, let's say, right. Uh, there's no slowdown. So you got to learn to adjust, uh, properly. And I think I've learned that most about myself, being able to have good conversation, um, you know, and, and make sure somebody is able to feel confident in your, in your words and your treatment in your education to, to help them along the way. Um, you know, our, our patients, you know, they're, you know, you, you see it on an everyday basis. You, you need to know how to communicate with them, um, you know, physically, emotionally. And, um, you know, it, it's helped me guide me as like, a, you know, a, a, an excellent clinician, not just, not just clinical wise, but it's more so on a personal level. And, um, you know, I, I think that's really, that's really what I've learned about myself, uh, yeah. along, along the years. I mean, 20 years is a lot, but yeah. But uh, listen, if you do it for another 20, 30 years, you know, I would the same way. Yeah, that's um, great. That's great. What about your patients? What do you learn from them in terms of interacting with them? I mean, you've seen it 10 times more patients than I have, you know, in <laughs> 10 more years of treating than me. So what's one of the things that you've learned about people in terms of their resilience or in terms of their, like the human will to just, you know, get better and to, to see the body kind of restore itself with, with, with yeah, so. That's a good question. Um, everybody, you know, like you said, yeah, with, with 20 years of experience, just by talking to a patient as a volunteer or, or uh, you know, as, um, as a student or even in my first clinical years in, in, in the various settings, your initial interaction with them is going to tell you how, you know, I feel these people are going to react to you. Um, and by adjusting to them, you know, you have to, you have to be able to um, you know, you know, like I said, think about, think outside the box a little bit, be creative with these people to, 
understand what their goals are, right? Short-term goals, long-term goals, you know, where you see yourself in next year, a year from now, are you playing sports? Do you, you know, want to get back to work? Um, you know, so you have to think a little bit in regards to how each patient comes to your clinic uh, and what their expectations are for you to help them. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough at first, you know, with experience, obviously, you, you know, the type of people you're dealing with um, on an everyday basis. And as long as you build that trust and rapport with them, uh, you know, communicating well with them, they will reciprocate uh, with, with proper, you know, you know, positivity with, with personality, with communication. So, you know, their, their job is to tell you what they want to do. And your and our job is to 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 help them get to where they want to be. You know, it's it's I need to know. Like I'm gonna get down and dirty. You know, you need to know where these people want to be uh, within you know the next year, the next five years, the next ten years. Like I said, uh, so it's 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 a battle to adjust with different personalities and different patients and understanding them. But um, you know, it's it's why we're here today. You know, we've been doing this. We love our job, and you know, the company's growing. Our company's growing because we provide a product that we show leadership, show uh, our base of communication with not just patients, but with uh, you know um, our employees too, uh, of how well we can cope with situations and be able to help them along the way. Um, yeah. I think, I think our company does a great job in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I, I love seeing it too. I love seeing the progress and the resilience of our patients. No matter what, you know, demographic we're talking about old, young, uh, you know, outpatient, uh, neuro, whatever it's going to be, it's the same thing. And we're seeing improvements. We're seeing progress. People are getting better. So we're doing a great job. And, um, you know, my guy salute you, you know, um, you know, you and I graduated college the same year. And, um, you know, I always think if I had been doing this from the jump, I didn't want to do this for literally like four years out, out working in the hospital. But to know what you want to do off the bat and to really get into it and to be doing it for such a long time, there's a great appreciation for that. And you've done so many things in terms of your certifications and 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 your programs. I'm curious now, just looking at your certs, you know, we haven't had anyone on the show who has been TPI certified before or TPI specialist. Can you talk to the listeners about um, the Titleist Performance Institute specialist, what that even means and, and how you use that in your treatment of, of patients who do participate in any kind of golf-related activities? Sure. So um, so TPI is a, a certification that uh, is normally taken, you know, it's, um, you know, clinicians or athletic trainers or doctors who have any interest in golf. Uh, it's a TPI stands for Titleist Performance Institute. Um, and, um, you know, it, it really helps, you know, me being a golfer, um, it kind of helps me along the way of understanding, you know, the biomechanical side of things, you know, everyone is different. Everyone's a, everyone who wants to be a golfer, scratch golfer, 20 handicap, 30 handicap. If, if, you know, if you shoot over a hundred, if you know what that means, I don't know if you're out there pitching, putting and stuff, but, um, but um, everyone is, is different. And um, you know, the purpose of the TPI was to kind of understand myself, like, what am I doing wrong? You know, where, where do I see any flaws or abnormalities in say my golf swing or, um, 
you know, uh, strength or weaknesses that may require me to, um, you know, work on certain muscles that are needed for a, a stronger golf swing or hitting the ball further. And, and it helps everyone, you know, everyone who is a, a golfer in any sort of life, um, you know, no one, like I said, no one is the same. As long as you are doing everything exactly the same every time you hit the ball, that makes you a better golfer. So, you know, you can have the wackiest swing, but you could still be a scratch golfer. So it's, it's, it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, making sure you're perfect of a golf swing. It's making sure you see where your, your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, and, and really breaking it down from every phase of a golf swing to know what you need to really, what you need to focus on as a, you know, as a, as a, an individual. And, you know, we, we go through upper body, lower body trunk. Um, and, and it actually has very similar, um, very similar, uh, components to FMS, um, which I think, I believe you have a certification as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, so it's, it's a functional movement screening, you know, it's, it's really how well you're using your muscles to make sure you're maximizing your, your function in a, in, while playing golf. And, you know, it's not the, 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 the biggest components in my job. You know, I know it's not, you know, golf isn't for everybody, but people find that niche of that. They like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm moving into my uh, well, 20 years. I'm not even my age, but, <laughs> um, but listen, I, I can't do the things that I was doing when I was 25 and I just know it. So I pick up on golf and, and I, I, I love golf. You know, I find, I find a lot of networking and, and good times and, and it's more relaxing for me to do it. And, and a lot more people are doing that as they get older, you know, I'm sorry, as they pro- progress in life. So, um, and, uh, you know, people come to me all the time and, and I tell them, you know, listen, I, I talk to them, they play golf and, uh, you know, why not? If I'm just, if they're coming in for a knee injury, you know, even just go over a quick screen, Hey, you know, let's check your core strength. Let's check your hip strength. Let's, uh, let's check your overall thoracic mobility. You know, if you want to play back, you know, you know, it's not about, it's not about just focusing on the one thing. Um, you know, everything works up the kinetic chain. That's how we learn, right? If it may not be from, you know, if you have any injuries, maybe something's affecting your hip or your core or your low back. So it, it is, a, it is something that we focus on as, as TPI to do more of a screen, uh, to work with anyone who is interested in golf or wants to improve their golf game. Um, and, um, you know, I find enjoyment in it as anyone does. I mean, there's obviously there's more certifications to take on a medical basis, um, a medical platform. Um, you know, I further look to progress to, to do level two, level three, I believe, um, you know, in the future. So, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, it's not used on an everyday basis, but it's definitely something I like to keep in the, you know, in the repertoire to kind of like, uh, make sure I bring it to people's attention. You know what? It, people like it, you know, they, they love it when they see different exercises that work in their golf game. Um, and you know, they like they let's just say they like that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know we got to keep again again it's being creative it's being thinking out of the box right yeah yeah i just recently got into pitch and putt and you know i i said after i run my fifth marathon i'm gonna stop and just play golf and 
I'm not gonna lie to you, Mike. Uh, you know, I'm 41. I need to stop running, but these marathons keep calling my name. And at some point in time, I will be with you on the golf course. It's okay, man. I'm not ready yet. Listen, listen, golf, you just, like I said, golf, you need patience because it could easily go downhill very quickly. You know, you know, I've seen it happen in my younger days of, uh, you know, friends not hitting the ball the right way and throwing a club and getting very angry. It's a frustrating game. You just need yeah. to know <laughs> it's a no yeah. that patience is the key to, to success here. So <laughs> I got you maybe sometime next year, I'll be joining you. So we'll see. Absolutely. What Absolutely. Listen, you've been doing a lot of stuff with the home care or the at home PT department at Jag one. And I'm curious, you know, when we went through COVID, it was very, very imperative that we we had this thing and it was very, very useful. And I wanted you to just talk about a little bit about the program, you know, um, how it began, how you became involved with it and, you know, how it's doing right now for those who are listening and interested in, in the at-home PT program we have here for, for JAG1. Yeah, so so obviously, you know, the pandemic, um, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was brutal on a lot of you know, outpatient facilities, uh, you know, you saw JAG one, we, we, we kind of stuck through it, you know, we held on to most of our clinicians, well, actually pretty much all of our clinicians. And, um, and, you know, we, we had to go through telehealth and, uh, you know, we were doing that company wide and, you know, when, when the pandemic, obviously when started to, you know, simmer down a little bit, um, you know, that we needed a new way to kind of make sure people, we're getting the treatment they need. And, um, you know, we decided to, we were discussing and we launched home care in, I believe the middle, the early to middle part of 2020. And, um, you know, we've been going strong, you know, obviously it was through New York, uh, and New Jersey at the time. And, um, you know, where I am now in Staten Island, um, there seemed to be um, an influx, a more influx of patients wanting to do home care. Uh, we were getting a lot of phone calls um, and it was directly run through our location as a central, kind of like a central hub of Staten Island. And, um, you know, we, we kind of pitched and we was like, let's, you know, let's see where this goes. You know, uh, it's something that people are home, they're Unfortunately, uh, at the time, you know, it was, it, it was, um, you know, these people didn't want to leave their houses, you know, they had a fear of going out, they had a fear of getting of, of, of getting sick, you know, so how are we supposed to uh, overcome as a company, and, and get people back in the clinic, or even doing telehealth, you know, so we had to find ways to, to kind of get our patients back and our patients know our name, uh, you know, everywhere, you know, we're, we're everywhere in, in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, we, we did the marketing, we started it out and, um, every region had a therapist that was, I believe, part of the company who was, who was doing their office hours as well, but also did some home care. And we had a home care therapist, uh, who was in my office as well. And she was excellent. Excellent. She loved it. Uh, it grew, um, you know, to see, you know, almost, almost to a point of five days a week. And to that point, you know, we were like, let's run with the program in, in Staten Island where I am now. And, um, you know, since that time, um, you know, we've, we've grown, you know, triple quadruple, even, uh, you know, five times fold of the amount of patients that we've seen, 
um, just off of that. And, you know, there's a niche, I think, you know, in terms of doing home PT, uh, at home PT, um, you know, people need to understand they like we do in the clinic. I mean, there's more independence there, but people still need to be independent in the home. And, you know, people are, are very, I don't want to say lackadaisical, but they, they tend to not want to get up and do things um, as much anymore. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's sad on their terms, but we also have to help those people to kind of promote them to be active. And, and we came to this point where, you know, we, we now have more clinicians doing home care as a full-time job. Um, we're continuing to grow the program, um, not just, um, you know, post COVID related conditions, because that's where it was initially where, you know, you know, COVID took, um, you know, a toll on us, um, with cardiovascularly, uh, you know, emotionally. So people didn't really, they, they were losing strength and to be able to do things. And it's just, that's not what you want to hear. So we have to come in and, and, you know, really be the, be the forefront to kind of tell people, listen, you got to get up. We got to, we got to do things. We have to exercise. We have to, you know, maintain your, 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 your well-being. And, and we, and like I said, we rolled with it. We went with it. Staten Island now is running uh, a, a very, you know, good size program as we're continuing to expand um, in New Jersey. I think they're, they're looking for, uh, you know, clinicians as well. So like, we're really building this program up, um, you know, marketing now is going to be really big as we build the program to not just orthopedic conditions, but um, you know, neurologic conditions and, um, and, you know, just any, any internal pathologies that is resulting in just overall weakness and functional limitations. We are helping everyone, you know, that's our, that's our job. You know, it's, it's, that's what keeps us afloat every day, you know, you know, it makes us like our job and helping people back and, and doing more. So the home care, the home PT program, um, you know, really took off this year and, and we're really trying to promote it more. And I think, you know, I think it's something that's going to stick for, for a good amount of time. And we're going to, we're going to, you know, continue to improve. We're going to continue to grow. And um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, a, it's obviously it's, it's someone they need to, to lead a program. It's, but it's something that I've learned, you know, it's that, not just in the clinic, but it's also some various aspect of running a business. You know, it's technically not just being a director of an office, you know, it's, it's learning how to run a separate, almost like a separate division of, of not being in an office. So you have to learn a lot of things with it. Uh, you know, insurance, um, you know, reasoning, which insurances we're going to take. And, um, and it kind of, I kind of like feel that's a good thing in my, like, I want to know more. And you want it. Everyone wants to know more. If they're a go-getter, they're a pusher, you know, they want to, they want to achieve certain things. So I want to know all these things that's happening with this program. And I'm glad that I'm taking something on, um, you know, hopefully be a, a bigger role with the, with the program to, um, you know, and see that we're, you know, doing more, we're expanding more than just being in our clinics. Yeah, I think it's great. And, um, you know, I, I remember when the program was launched, I was happy to hear it. Um, as someone who's done home care in the past for other places, you know, 
I always inquire why didn't we just do our own thing? And now that we're doing it, I'm, I'm just super happy to hear about it. And yeah. as someone who's been in the home care environment, and I have friends who also run their own home care agencies, um, I know that home care can be hit and miss, right? Sometimes you get great therapists who provide great quality service to the patients at home. And sometimes people walk in there and they walk out and patients are like, what just happened? Like, what did we just do? We didn't do anything. And that's a constant complaint that I hear from people who do get home care that the therapist can be hit or miss. It can be a great therapist that they love and adore and they cherish. Or it can be someone who literally just walks in there, they build whatever, they didn't learn anything while they were there and they walk out being like, oh, what's going on? So I'm curious, you know, just in your experience and, and looking at the program so much, um, Many have had poor experiences, but JAG One's program seems to be different. What makes JAG One's program different from others? So, you know, I I I um, kind of fall on the same path of doing home care as well. Uh, you know, when I was uh, living in in New York, and uh, you know, I kind of understand. You know, coming from, um, you know the home care experience when I was in the past and understanding and listening to people and, and, and just, just making, just making a connection with somebody new is always a great thing. Like, I feel like you always learn something new about somebody and it always kind of like sparks you to, Hey, where can I go with this? Right. So it's thinking it's the internal mind thinking and, you know, and with, with our program and like kind of kind of told our clinicians along the way, I'm like, listen, you're here talk to the patient, you know, like see what their goals are, you know, like see how they can help. What are they here to help you with? You know, hopefully positive, you know, responses, you know, um, but, you know, everyone I've put through into the at-home PT program um, so far in, in the Staten Island region has actually been our, one of our clinical uh, um, clinicians, I'm sorry, one of our clinicians in the office. So they see on an everyday basis and they know how to interact with a lot of these individuals. Um, and, you know, they, the one thing I make sure when I look at the clinicians that we're looking to bring onto into our program is to make sure they have good communication skills. Um, you know, be able to, to speak to a patient at their level, be able to have the exposure and the experience to once again, think, cr be creative, think out of the box to help them, you know, get up from the couch or, you know, have a good conversation with them. Sometimes that's all they need. You know, they need something to just get them up, someone to give them because you never know. You're going to walk into someone who, you know, maybe in their fifties or someone who's in their nineties and, and they haven't got up from the couch. They don't see anyone for days, you know, just having someone come in and speak to them and have that pleasant feeling of knowing somebody is here to help and to even be with you for, you know, an hour's time. Um, listen, you know, exercise is important. You know, what are we going to do? We need to make sure that you're doing something to benefit yourself because you know better, you know, you're not going to want to be, you know, sitting on a couch or sitting in your house for the rest of your life. You know, these people need to understand, you know, this, this sun shining, you know, you got to be positive. You got to enjoy life. Um, and, you know, it's always good. Exercise is a great endorphin, right? You know, it's, it's one of the best things for stress relief. And I tell them to everybody, you know, you need to get up, breathe, uh, meditate, exercise. And I tell this to even the clinicians that do at home, you know, just something like that to make them feel different. Um, and, 
you know, since the program has grown in Staten Island, I really haven't had, you know, any negative experiences with the clinicians coming into the home, you know, they're ex- extremely happy with, you know, getting a patient out of off the couch, getting them out of the house, going up and down a few steps here and there. I understand it's, it's some of it may be a little bit of a, you know, it's not as high level function, but it's still something to benefit their individual needs. And I think most of the, the clinicians understand that. And, you know, on a logistic side, obviously it's a little different where we're, you know, through our company, um, you know, going through say Medicare part B or versus Medicare part A, you know, we're allowed to provide a little bit more care uh, under the Medicare uh, plan that we provide as an outpatient, uh, you know, practice Um, where I think maybe some other, I don't, I don't want to quote the saying that I'm right or wrong, but uh, some, you know, Medicare Part A is a bundle package and, you know, they're limited with the amount of physical therapy that they can receive, um, you know, coming from another agency or something like that. So, so we are able to spend a little more time with them as long as we are able to, to uh, see where their limitations are, see what their, see what their goals are and we documenting and making sure that they are able to achieve something We're you know, we're able to build that relationship with them over time. And they get that, they build that trust and confidence in us to do that. I think that's where we sit a little differently where someone in another, you know, uh, doing at home, uh, you know, elsewhere, you know, they, they may see them for only a couple of weeks, you know, they're, they're in and out and they didn't do much or, you know, they didn't provide me with a home exercise program. Those little things are, are so key to make your experience at home better. So to make them say, Hey, you know what, this, this may, this may work. This may actually be good for us, you know, make be good for them. But the little things that, you know, other people may not want to do, we're making sure we're doing it. So they understand that we're here, you know, you know, we care what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's huge, Mike. And I think that's what makes the difference. I mean, case in point, I, I've had that same experience and some people just want to, just want to talk. It's want to talk and do whatever <laughs> yeah. while you're there. And it makes a big difference though, that someone's there to help you do that. And also just to talk to you. Because again, our job is more than just showing exercises. It is that connection. It is that that personal touch. It is that one-on-one. It is that sharing. I mean, if we're a therapist in there for a reason, we do connect with people and they do share with us so many things. And the more you see someone, the more they end up sharing with you. So you can write, you can write, you can write a, a million best-selling novels with with yeah. every patient that you see, because you'll know everything. <laughs> everything about them, their families, their, their, whatever they're from, you know, they, and, and listen, you get a good meal out of it once in a while. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh. So I, I appreciate that, that JAG one at home program is, is thriving like that. And I hope others will continue to do the same because it is a big deal. And I, I get a little frustrated when I hear that, you know, there are therapists out there who are not doing their jobs the right way that are taking advantage of, of that, that, that service and giving a disservice really to our patients and people in their communities when, you know, someone walks in and just kind of checks in, checks out. And the person who has at home is not getting the benefit of our expertise, our knowledge, that, that quality time, et cetera. So I'm glad we're doing it the right way. And I'm curious, you know, I, I spoke and you actually, and I talked about this, I spoke at a, um, an online symposium for fall risk. I do it every year with Rob Curran, who, with a professor at Downstate. I don't know if he was your teacher for any class that were there, but 
he was a pathology teacher at the time. And um, he does a symposium every single year on fall risk and prevention. And he invites all these different presenters to talk about their expertise when it comes to this population of people who receive home care at home. And I spoke on a presentation last month just about how, you know, exercise is great. It's fantastic for us to go out and, and do things, but there is a contingent that needs to be able to give still funding to people who need to have programs and outsourcing uh, and opportunities for people just to be involved and be engaged. And when you have people at home doing things, it's one thing, but when you leave, right, or when I leave or whoever leaves, that person might not do those things anymore because the motivation is, is not as high. And, you know, when you don't have the social constructs of um, the same thing you would have, you know, when you're in your 40s and 50s, as you get older, it's hard to kind of get the motivation to go out there and do anything. So I was just sharing with them that, you know, cutting programs like uh, silver sneakers and all those other things are tough for people who are in this demographic. And Medicare cuts are making it even tougher when it comes to us being able to provide our services to this population. So I was curious, sir, looking at Medicare and the way that um, and reimbursements continue to get cut year after year and are declining, what are your thoughts on injury prevention programs, fall risk programs, and their efficacy to help reduce the number of people who are, you know, 60, 65, 70, who are battling chronic pain, chronic illnesses, chronic injuries, um, when it comes to strength, balance, and people who are even receiving home care, how those programs are still being truncated when it comes to us providing services in the home setting. Yeah, so it's I know I know in the past the past years we've been we've been dealing with this uh, this issue of, of course Medicare cuts and uh, reimbursement rates, and it's unfortunate that you know we have to you know continue to hear about it. You know, the, obviously you know, you know, and I think I know as well, and our, our company, uh, you know, administrative team and executive teams, have, you know, they're lobbying, you know, they're doing everything we can to everything they can to to make sure that they, that, you know, that everyone understands, you know, like, these people need treatment, you know, it's, you know, as you get, as you progress, I'm almost there again. <laughs> As you progress in life, you know, like you got to realize your body is going to take a toll. You know, it's nothing. It's going to get, you know, back up on your feet and start running like within a day or two. It's never going to happen. And and it's just, you know, down the line, it's just like you need more time for that. And you know, so in order for us to be able to, you know, provide the care, obviously, with you know, you know. They, they need to see the light where it's important that not just with exercise or fall prevention or risk or, you know, any type of, um, you know, injury prevention, but we have to, you know, kind of go over everything with them. Not even just from, from even just a, a level of, um, you know, how, what we do on an everyday basis, like therapeutic activity or exercises or, or gait training, but um, we need to, um, you know, work a little bit differently with these patients. Um, and, and unfortunately, if they do tend to make Medicare cuts, um, you know, we still have to provide the care. Um, but we're doing everything we can to lobby to make sure that doesn't happen. But in the meantime, if things like this happen, you know, we, we have to educate, you know, we're, we're educators to, to 
you know, the adolescents to the, you know, the geriatric population, you know, and, you know, we have to teach in the home what, what we need to, to tell or to even kind of help them along the way to understand an activity modification or a living situation modification to prevent these issues, uh, injury prevention, fall prevention, um, you know, even involve family members, because that's important too. You know, you got to exercise with proper supervision at home, like you said, or even in the gym or even, um, you know, in these senior centers. Like I, I actually, like you said, you do a symposium. Um, I actually have one coming up this week where I do one, uh, I do two or three a year actually at a senior center in Staten Island. And, um, you know, we're part of their senior day, you know, and um, not just for marketing or anything like that, but like, these people have questions they have all day, you know, like, what am I going to do? Like, what do I need to do to like work on my legs? And I'm glad that they come to me for this. And that's what we need to educate more. Listen, there's no harm in asking, you know, uh, you need to understand what you're doing. And these people, these are the types of people that know that they want to do something more uh, and, and to get back to doing more, not just obviously being at home. Um, so I'm glad that I do these things because it is people that are home, but they also make it out into their centers to make sure they're aware of their surroundings or have a good environment or be positive or exercise or anything to make them just overall feel better. Um, you know, again, it's unfortunate what happens with Medicare and if hopefully things don't, you know, the cuts don't affect us as much, yeah. but I'm still going to provide care uh, to everybody the same way I would always do. Uh, educating more is important, um, you know, and, um, you know, it helps. I mean, building like that relationship, even just to kind of get them to understand like what, even just to go into a home and just kind of help them look around, see what needs to be changed, because we're the people who know the best of what needs to change. What do, what do you need to do in your home to prevent, you know, the worst case scenario, let's say. Um, so, you know, we provide with this senior center, say this senior center day, or, you know, we do fall prevention, uh, PowerPoint presentations, um, you know, and, um, you know, they, the individuals need to, uh, I guess, in terms of, would you say fall prevention, get off the fear of falling, right? Because everyone's going to be, you know, they're going to, if something happens in their home, um, they're going to, uh, you know, God forbid something does happen, you know, they're, they're going to, it's going to be a setback for them. So they need to understand those things and, and they have to build confidence and you have to start from, you know, little, take baby, little baby steps and then and go from there, you know, and people enjoy that. And, you know, um, you know, if it can be off the Medicare scale, then if it has to be, then, you know, people have to understand that too. But uh, we're, we're obviously trying our best to, to provide the most care, no matter what, um, what reimbursement rates are, um, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how things go this week. I mean, hopefully, you know, it's helping, helping the, the you know, the communities out there. <laughs> that's what I'm here to do. And that's why we're doing it. Absolutely, Mike. And I appreciate all of that because it just lets me recognize and remember that what we're doing is a bigger picture thing. And we're all in this together, you know, the healthcare spectrum, right? From the PTs to PTAs to ATCs to OTs and you know MDs, all the all the letters and acronyms, right? We're all trying to make people feel better. And if we can just continue to hold down our part of the fort, 
um, and educate anywhere we can from senior centers to home care centers to our regular clinics, then, then, then we're doing a good job. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show, Mike, because you, you get it. You know what being more really is about. And I've asked all the guests on this show so far, over 100, uh, what Be More Today means to them. So, Michael Kleinberg, uh, when you hear the phrase Be More Today, what does that phrase mean to you? So, so I, was, I had to think about this a little bit, you know, what, what, what is be more today? Um, and you and I both know, you know, as um, once again, as we move on through life, nothing gets easier, right? You got kids, got a job, you know, you have those expenses, you want to live a good life, right? You want to, you want to enjoy the finer things in life, right? So what do you have to do, right? You have to be innovative. You have to be creative. You have to set goals for yourself. But in order to do that, you need to take risk, right? You know, in order to be better, uh, you know, you needed to take the extra steps, you know, to make sure that you can get to that point. You know, you're not going to see, you're not going to progress. I feel like you're not going to progress if you're always on a safe side. So, you know, you have to take that leap, leap of faith to make sure you're able to get to the point. So being more, right? Being more today, right? Doing more, you know, setting your expectations and, and reaching, reaching that goal, whether it's, you know, listen, a week, a month, six months, a year, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's not an easy path to take, but you still have to, you know, you have to find those, those peaks and valleys and those struggles along the way to kind of understand how to be better. And like you said, be more today. And, um, you know, you know, what we, what I kind of learned through the company, I think you've learned also, um, you know, we're, I've noticed that building the relationship I have with the company, you know, you kind of learn by asking questions, you know, you're really not, well, I should say you're not mentored, but you are mentored now. But, uh, um, you know, when we grow up, you know, we, we're a little, we're scared, you know, we don't have that perception of knowing what's next in life. Right. So, you know, that's where, where, where the street smarts comes into play, where, you know, you got to ask questions and you got to know what's the next step. What can I do to better myself? What can I do to, um, you know, take the next step in, in this, in this company or this profession or, or to be a scratch golfer, <laughs> you know, like anything, anything that it is. And, you know, it starts from there. You know, you just need to be proactive, you know, you can't sit on, can't sit on the sideline. You got to be there, take risk. You know, it, you'll see that you'll see the negative side of things, but in the long term, I think everyone needs to understand that there's always going to be positivity at the end of the tunnel, you know, and, and being more, you know, today by doing more, taking that risk could possibly get you there. I would say we'll get you there, but you have to put your mind to it. I love it, Mike. I love it, Mike. Mike, last question, and I appreciate all you've done for us for this show. As a CrossFitter and as a therapist, there's a lot of talk about the pros and cons of CrossFit, rhabdomyolysis, and all kinds of other crazy things. In 60 seconds, what are your thoughts on CrossFit? Pro, con, you do it. It's part of your life. 
What are your thoughts? It's all here. It's all here. It's a mental game, man. It's I honestly, I, I love doing it. I do it a couple times a week. It's my place. It's my safe haven to clear my mind, to, to push myself through adversity and, and to be mentally strong. It's not easy. And you know what? Every, anyone can do it. It's, you could scale any type of activity to, to your liking, but I feel like I'm back to my youth again, being competitive with everyone there. And no, it's not a cult. I don't want to think it's a cult. People think it's a cult, but it's somewhere you can go where you, you have friends, you have a positive environment, people push you to your limits and you succeed. And you know what? It gets me through my day. It gets me through my week. It gets me through my year. I love doing it. I recommend it. It's not for everyone, but it's worth a try, <laughs> right? <laughs> Doesn't have to be. Any at-home workout can be a CrossFit workout. So there it is, folks. He has disguised all the myths. Now you can't see anything about it. Go out there and try CrossFit if you haven't done that. And Mike Kleinberg, thank you so much for being on the show. You're closing out our PT Appreciation Month. You are the finale. I appreciate you and all you've done for the company in the last 20 years. And um, I'm excited to see what's up for you. What's next for Mike Clamber? What's coming up for this year or next month or in the future? What are your big plans for you, if there are any? I don't know. It's a tough question, man. It's a tough question. I, <laughs> uh, you know, listen, I'm, I'm here, obviously, with this program. Obviously, I want to see it grow, you know, and, um, you know, the projector, you know, the projection of it, it, it looks like it will. So, Within the company, within Jag One, I'm looking to build on it, you know, market it, you know, get help with my peers uh, to see like this extra, you know, this this little niche that the company is starting to build on, not just being a provider of outpatient PT or an athletic training and, uh, you know, OTs, um, you know, so it's something that uh, will give me, it'll give me the drive. You know, I, I'm all about it. You know, I'm all about the, the task at hand. You know, I, I'm always, you know, I don't want to sit on the sideline as much. I want to, I want to be, I want to have my hands in everything. So, um, you know, and, and over time, I think what best I think I I've learned and I want to improve with, uh, you know, not just be a clinical, uh, director, but also to have more of the background of, 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 of operations and, and, and understanding how a business runs. And, and I, I've, I've learned that along the way. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for all the opportunities that Jaguar has given me. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's hardworking. Uh, you know, no one's ever said it was easy, but, uh, you know, you, you have to be a hardworking individual to, to achieve your goals. And, um, you know, five, 10 years down the line from now, I'm, I'm loving doing the same thing, you know, who knows, uh, have a fancy car, <laughs> <laughs> have a, have a, have a retirement home and a lovely tropical Island, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but you have, those are the goals. Listen, you have to, you know, you have to reach for them and you have to work hard to, to achieve those. And, uh, you know, I'm still, I listen, I'll reveal my age. I'm 41. I don't, I don't feel a day over 30, man. So if, as long as I could do this for as, as long as I can, I'm going to continue to provide care. I'm going to be, continue to be a clinician. I'm going to continue to be involved. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my trajectory and my path. So 
we'll see. I'm sure I'll, I'll stumble across uh, some, some more expectations and goals, but they got to think, you got to think life is uh, life. Like you said, I think you said once uh, life is short. So you gotta, you gotta really enjoy the good times and, and, the, and, and think for the future and, and really be positive on, on reaching an expectation or the things that you want to enjoy in life. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well said. Well said. 41s all day. Let's get it. Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you, man. And I look forward to seeing you in person sometime soon. Absolutely, man. Thanks for the time, Sean. And uh, I appreciate Thank you for having me on here and uh, look forward to doing more with you. Yes, sir. And folks, remember all the words he said. He talked about so many things, his journey, his drive, his passion for giving back to people. I mean, it's it's legit, right? Physical therapy is that thing. We connect, we help people, we uh, help people in a variety of ways. And the great therapists who you've heard on the show for the last month are all people that we thought were rock stars, people who go out there and they really take this thing seriously. It's not just a job for them. It's a way of life. So take the tidbits, the nuggets you learn from this month from us. Uh, appreciate us because we're out there. We're doing great things for our community. And just thank you so much for joining us for this PT Appreciation Month. And folks, the quote from today is real. Live your life as an exclamation rather than an explanation. Mike said it best. There's so many things he wants to do still. He's done so many things. He wants to do so many things still. He wants to make that an exclamation. Go out there and put your stamp on this world. And if you're a patient out there, continue to keep striving. Whether you're doing home care or in the clinic, wherever you are, you too will get through this like everyone else has gotten through it as well. Just keep pushing, keep striving, and you too will be the best version of you. Folks, as I always say, follow us on BeMoreToday.com for our swag store, our book, uh, the podcast heard on all major podcast platforms. If you want to send us a question or send me a question about Mike or anything else, email me directly at DrShawn at BeMoreToday.com or any social media platform as well, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As I always say, have a good day, have a good night, have a great life, and continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. We'll see you next week. Peace. journey starts with a thought, a vision, fueled by a why. But what's your why? Why do you want to be more today than you were yesterday? You already know that you have to trust the process and just be persistent. You already know that next level results require next level effort, period. But why is today different than any other day? What's your why? How are you going to get to the next level? Most of you want to make it to the promised land of success, but aren't willing to make the sacrifices. Let me be clear. Nobody said it was going to be easy. No handouts. No excuses. It's just you versus you. It's go time. Find your wife for the 5 a.m. wake-up call. Find your wife for the extra mile you have to do after the workout. Find your wife to face that fear. Take that test. Make that move. Come on, y'all. Your whole life has been a warm-up for this moment right here, today. Are you finally ready to play? You gotta decide to stay always on the move. Less talk, more action. Just be better. Just be more. Be more today. You